Hi, team. Hey, welcome to our podcast. Our podcast is called Self-Control and Cheese. That's what you're listening to right now currently. Uh, we've been told recently that it's a podcast talking about things that no one else is talking about. And I'm not going to say that that's not true because I agree. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we like to think it's a podcast for 20-somethings that are just trying to figure it the fuck out, but... Maybe that is the same thing. Yeah. It's like galaxy brain guy meme. <laughs> Once we do video, we'll have all of this incorporated. <laughs> oh, update. We have mics. Can you tell? Mic, mic check. Mic check. Check, check. One, two. Check, check, check. I don't know. That's what the people do. So it's what we're, yeah. That's what the cool kids do. So uh, that's also, that's Bridget. And that's Sarah. And yeah. How are we? We're good. It's been a short but uh, very productive week, I think. What about you? Yeah. I feel like I haven't done a lot, but I've also done a lot. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I maybe like a year ago, the like four day work week thing was like popping up in tech in like the summer when they were like we should just all go to four days we should just all go to four days every week did you did you get that are we is everybody listening four days (laughs) all right no i just feel like i get more done when i like i don't know time time you know what (laughs) shut it down we're done i quit that's it Patience is a virtue, Um, certainly not one of mine. Uh, It's freaking hard. Patience is super hard as a kid, but also as an adult, because we're still kids. So um, yeah, we're not trying to say that either of us are are very patient, but we're going to try it together, because that's what we're here for. Yeah, and honestly, we're not here to talk about things that we're really good at. We're here to talk about the, the real stuff. So may as well just talk about, go real quick into something that we're bad at. Uh, and so, yeah, having patience in your professional life, like interacting with coworkers or understanding that professional growth takes time or jumping to conclusions about something before getting the whole picture is something that we both struggled with. And in some cases, cough at me, like specifically, <laughs> I continue to work on this because I'm just impatient and it's like my initial instinct is just always generally not great. So (laughs) we're going to talk through it. Sarah, let's be better. Let's be better together. Oh, we didn't even script that team. Okay, Sarah. So on a scale of one to 10, how patient are you? Like when the pizza comes to the table, are you going to burn your mouth? I will 100% burn my mouth. You Do you remember there was a period of time in quarantine where there were those um, videos of moms leaving donuts out for their kids and saying that they could have them when they got back and all the kids were so good and waited and like really wanted to take a donut and then didn't? Yeah, those donuts would have been gone. Toasted. Just absolutely demolished uh, by me. So I would, I would go ahead and say my mouth would be burnt 
on a scale of one to 10. <laughs> Bridget, what is your waiting game like? Oh man, I'm the worst, like actually. <laughs> um, and I blame that as any normal person does on someone else. Um, I grew up with a twin sister, two brothers. We were all just like super duper competitive with each other. Uh, and yeah, what, what I'm trying to say is that if you're the first to do something, you're usually the one that's controlling it. So I've always been the first to do stuff because then I get to make the rules. Um, but now I can't really blame that on anyone but myself. So shout out to therapy. Love you, Aaron. We love You've you, been Aaron. great. Yeah. Uh, but it's made me rethink a lot about myself. And patience is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about how patience factors into personal and professional lives because that's, that's what we talk about on this podcast. So we're going to talk about it <laughs> right now. Right now, right now. Right, it's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, I posted this on LinkedIn maybe like a month ago, but... And it blew up. Uh, sure. I actually, I, that was probably my best post ever, and it was crazy because it was kind of a hot take, but also kind of like common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily want to think about, like connecting their personal and professional lives. Um, what you do in your personal life affects your growth in your professional life. Like full stop, mic drop, that rhymed. No, but literally like who you are as a person will spill over into your work. And I'm not saying that you have to share every single thing about your personal life at work, but your tendencies as a person will most likely be the same in your job. And it's why we, you know, we now do things like Enneagram testing and personality testing at work, like to learn how to work with people that think differently than you. But it's more so to like, learn how to work with people based on who they are, not necessarily like the kind of professional that they are. So I, I don't know if you've ever taken the Enneagram test. Um, Yes. Okay. I'm a three and that's like the achiever the person that's just like solely driven by work, which super fun for me, you know, that's like that for you. I'm a seven, which is literally just the enthusiast, which checks out. (laughs) I love that. You're like a professional hype queen. That's literally like all I want. Change your LinkedIn bio to that. Your professional hype man. Literally like at Drift, that was basically what I got to do. It was just hype the product team because Anything they built, I had to use anyway. So I may as well just be pumped about it. Love it. No, but like me being a three, definitely it's a great thing for, you know, teams to have people that are just like going to put their head down and work. But it also like leaves me a lot of times with not being super patient with people. Um, Also feeling like people work maybe, you know, not as hard as I do, which is just not true. But the other side is I have a lot of two in me as well well which is like the helper Mm. and I think that I'm starting to put that hat on more um at work than I'm used to because it it just seems like the achiever would be the thing that that's my work person and then in my personal life I get to be like the helper but it just doesn't work that way (laughs) I like that we're talking about Enneagram because I was gonna get 
woo-woo for a sec. Not that Enneagrams and personality tests are woo-woo, but I also get into like energy things and the stars sometimes. Yes. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay. There is this concept called human design and it basically based off of when you were born and specifically the time of day and location, it, de- it determines your energy type and there are five different types and everyone fits into them. But like you have a chart, obviously it's one of those, but in my uh, human design, my like energy type is called manifesting generator, which just means that if I am enthused by what's going on around me, I will literally not stop doing it. Like, I'm just like freaking, I'm just, I'm energizer bunny. Like you wouldn't believe, but um, another part of that is also reacting. Uh, and so part of who I am just like as a human is that I react to whatever situation is put in front of me, mostly because I hate confrontation. So I just want to fix, like, if I get put into any sort of fight or flight situation, I just react and Mm -hmm. I don't need those tests to tell me that I know that, but it's great for validation purposes. But this can lead to a lot of impatience for other people not reacting as quickly as I am or me jumping straight on over to a conclusion that is half-baked because I didn't put in the work to slow down to speed up, basically, to use businessy terms and professional development terms or whatever. But yeah, that impatience, the fact that we're bad at it, but we're super self-aware about it. So that's cool for us. Step one. (laughs) But seriously, though, like that, that literally is step one, like yeah. in anything that you're trying to get better at, like step one is being like, oh, I have a, I have an issue. Yeah. Like I need like, to deal with this. Specifically, literally yesterday, I messaged our head of RevOps. Hi, Spencer. I hope you listen to this. That'd be cool. Great guy. Um, I was, cause I needed specific permissions in Salesforce to create an account list for Zoom info. Here we go, Martech. And my first message to him was, yo, I still don't have those permissions in Salesforce. And then I was like, that was, all right. He has a lot That's going a lot. on. He's a one man yeah. show. What the heck? It's been less than 24 hours. So instead I edited the message to be, yo, whenever you get a chance, can you update those permissions for me in Salesforce? But that just, the first message was something that I did a lot at Drift as well, especially when giving feedback was just like, Kurt, this is what I think right now. And I'm not going to think about how I'm saying it and Mm -hmm. the impatience of just getting it out there, because if it's not, if it's still in my head and not out in the world anymore, then I'm going to forget about it. So I just need to get it out right now. It's better to just take a quick, take a quick step back, Mm -hmm. quick breath in think about and read it out. I don't know, read your message out loud or go through this scenario in your head real quick before you act on it. Yeah because then you're going to look like less of a douchebag because <laughs> yeah. I looked like a douchebag. The thing is, is especially with this remote work shit, like at, they say stuff gets lost in communication when you're texting in a relationship. It's the same shit. Everything is just be, like, think about you reading that message. Just, like, that's how I do it. I'm yeah. like reading that as like me receiving it. But I think too, it comes out of these fast paced work environments where it's just like hustle, hustle, hustle. And I just feel like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have an idea. Like I just have to like bulldoze everybody else. It's bad. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, <laughs> anyhow, what do you do when you're feeling impatient specifically about where you are professionally? So that was kind of impatience day to day, but 
I also had a LinkedIn post that kind of was one of those hot takes where the moment posted it and then quit of the hardest thing about professional growth is learning to wait. And so how do you calm yourself down when you're feeling so antsy to grow, but you know that you can only cram so much knowledge and experience into your life at one time? Like, what do you do? Yeah. There's so many things to do here. I think it even day to day that changes. And I think that that starts with a routine that you can like be proud of a lot of it. Like for, for me, when I hear like, well, you can only cram so much into your day. That to me is like hours ticking up. I'm only eight to nine to 10 hours. It's like, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to work 12 hour days. And I think that every now and then that's a thing that has to happen and that I'm cool with that. But you have to turn your brain off from work sometimes to be able to like be there at work when you need to be. Getting back to your question, I try my best to shift from I'm being impatient, I need to go, go to like problem solving Bridget. I've always been, that's why I like marketing is because it's literally solving problems. And I would rather turn into like detective, how do I figure this out instead of just be like a huge ball of anxiety. And if somebody brought this to me as like, this is what happened and I don't know what to do about it, is, is they're being impatient. Like, what would I say to them? Because I think that we're oftentimes really good at like analyzing somebody else's scenario and like offering advice. Do that with yourself. It's a lot harder to do it with yourself, but there's so much to gain there in the exact moment when something happens and I'm like super impatient about it, I actually like remove myself from this situation. Remove yourself from the physical space from the situation that's happening. That helps with like a distraction factor so that I can come back to the problem with like a clearer head. Because I just, three or four years ago, I just would just get angry with impatience. And I've over the last couple of years in my personal life have just become a much less angry person. And I would love to like say that that's because I'm more patient, but it's not. I just, I'm less judgmental and those go hand in hand, but I'm still working on the patient side of it. Yeah. I like what you said about not like you work eight, nine, 10 hours a day. We're not working all the time. I think there are, there's just this I don't know, this thing that you have to be a master student at all times your entire life in order to excel at something. And that's where the impatience comes from of, well, Dave Gerhart, for example, I worked under him at Drift. He's an incredible role model. And he says marketing is his hobby. And I just cannot relate to that. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be the kind of person who reads marketing books for fun. Whereas I want to read The Vanishing Half in one sitting and like have that be my day. It was great. 10 out of 10 would recommend. They're making an HBO movie about it. It's incredible content. But it's one of those things where you see all of these people who are where you think you want to be. And the impatience is, I need to get there as quickly as possible, if not before them, because impatience is also competitiveness. Like I experienced this recently where my boss got promoted at work and she deserved it's so hard. Like, shout out to MK. You're the best boss ever. But the minute after I finished celebrating her, I thought to myself, shit, okay, how am I going to become the head of marketing one day? Like, what do I need to do right now to get there? Because I'm selfish, but I'm also self-aware, so it's fine. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I looked at MK as my example. 
MK has stepped up as head of marketing without being promoted to head of marketing for months because she had the experience and it wasn't out of character or weird to step up and lead because she could say, Hey, when I was doing X, Y, and the X, Y, and Z, this is what we did. And that takes patience because you have to be able to experience things. Yeah. But on the impatient side of like, I want to be running shit one day or whatever. Yeah. And I'm scrolling through LinkedIn and seeing people share their wins or whatever. And I don't have any content to share. I feel like I need to have content to share. I feel like I need to take another step, like go consume content, read a book, listen to a podcast, read a few blog posts. There are legitimately zero net new ideas out there, Mm. but you can always take lessons from what people have done and apply them to yourself. So if you're feeling like antsy or impatient that you need to come up with the next best thing or you need to get to the next best stage in your career. You need to figure out how exactly you're going to become one of the most influential whatever in the world. Just like study what other people are doing right now and then figure out how you can then do it. It's one thing to study it. You also have to do it, but that doing it takes time and you have to be patient. And And that's that's exactly the piece is you said there's no new ideas. Sure, there's not. I think that there's something to be said about taking those ideas and trying to implement them yourself. There's also something to be said about just like getting that knowledge and figuring out ways to maybe use those ideas in new ways. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like huge. I also, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like if you want to feel accomplished and productive and whatever during your day, that's where a lot of the impatience comes from, right? It's because I constantly feel like I'm procrastinating. So then I'm like constantly in hurry up mode if you can create a routine that you are proud of and like you have to keep telling yourself, I'm doing the little things every day. But the catch is, is you have to actually do those little things. But like you also try to, you have to have fun during that. Like we're, we're chasing our dreams here, right? I mean, that's why would I want to do that and continually want to do that if it's not something that I enjoy? Right. Ugh. Facts. The wisdom. It's all, it's all just up here, you know? (laughs) Um, All right, Sarah, how does patience and understanding affect your relationships with your colleagues? Yeah, I think it has to do with soft skills with a Z specifically. Yes, yes. Um, Because, yeah, there are those things, whatever, that someone can be the best at their job, but they're, but if they're an asshole, they they are shit to work with. That's all you really kind of need to know of just don't be a dick. Uh, It's really easy to say. And sometimes it's really easy to come off as a dick, especially when you're being impatient and you're in that go, go, go mode. And you just feel like you need someone to do that thing for you right now, this very second, because you've been thinking about it all day and you just assume that they've been thinking about it all day, but they have their own shit going on. So hop off for like two minutes and slow down. But yeah, I think that it's it's really just practice of like having good interpersonal skills and also having someone call you out for being a dick so that you're more mindful of it next time. Yeah, you just fundamentally need to understand human behavior. And if you don't, even if you need more practice, go work in food service. Uh, no, but I totally agree. I think that a lot of it comes from soft skills and I'm a huge like proponent of soft skills. I look like hard skills are kind of a dime a dozen and we need specific ones for only a short amount of time. 
Also, they can be taught, like you can be taught how to do anything. You can't be taught how to feel like an, a human. You just totally. have to know how to do that. Yeah, like soft skills are a long game and it's like a muscle and you have to like continuously and consciously like put effort to, to build over time. Hard skills are like the fad diet in this analogy. You do it for like a really short amount of time and then you move on to something else that maybe works better or whatever. But those, the soft skills are what, what's always going to like be there and it's going to pull you through the hard skills. Yes. Okay. So if you can't tell from her it, infinite wisdom, Bridget has managed people before. <laughs> I've <Shocking>. only... <laughs> <laughs> I've only been an individual contributor because I'm a youth, but I want to be a people manager. So when we're talking about patience and impatience, is it different for an IC than for a people manager? Patience is maybe the same, but the perspective is so different. Like mm-hmm. the scenarios are the same, uh, but how you have to come at the problems are wildly, wildly different. Um, having been a people manager before, it gives me a much better understanding of like how hard that job is. It is incredibly hard to not only be worried about your own work, but to be worried about three, four, five people's underneath you's work, their careers, how their their feelings, all of that. It's so hard. And I think that good management is the, the best example of patience. Being a good people manager, in my experience, is about teaching people. And sometimes it's teaching people as you learn. And that's where I got in trouble was I always, I'm just, I'm, I jump in and I just want to do it myself because it's faster, yes, because I'm it's more so, efficient. I'm so scared that's going to be me where I'm just going to be like, wait, let me just do it. And somebody called me out at G2. One of the people that I manage, love her. She's incredible like such a good marketer she called me out she was like sometimes like you're sometimes you just jump in and do it and then I don't get any I don't learn anything from that and I was like wow thank you thank you so much a for like just flat out telling me that Mm -hmm. like she obviously was more polite than hey Bridget you suck at this (laughs) it 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 was like eye-opening to me because it's always something that I knew that I was doing, but I only ever thought it affected myself and my work. But knowing that it's affecting the people that I'm responsible for, it, that's hard. It's really hard. And I was like, oh, I even if it takes twice as long to teach them how to do it, it's worth it because they're also growing and also learning. And they'll constantly come to you for things that they want to learn. And, and that's how they become more confident as as a professional, as a person. Yeah. And the other side note here from the other side, and you can speak to this is, is you can't expect your manager to read your mind either. You have to speak up if there's something that you are thinking or as I sees, I would get impatient when the manager wouldn't see my perspective on things or like, they're so out of touch. They just don't understand my issues. We could do a whole episode about help managing your managers and also what how to communicate what you need to them and yes we should and we should do we should do that that. but quickly they all have been individual contributors whether they were doing your exact job or not doesn't really matter they get the issue they get the problems they're just 
every level that you go up, your problems just become bigger and bigger and it's Mm -hmm. less in the weeds. And what, like you said earlier, like what's important in my day today, maybe is not a super big thing for them because they they know that you got it handled so they don't have to worry about it. And like, that's the whole point. Let's, let's, let's give the people some tips, some some, action items. Yeah. Just some like, what's it? Speed round, fire round, lightning round, lightning round, lightning round of tips. Okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. Tip number one. You have to learn what is triggering for you, like specifically about the situations. This actually helps with impatience in the moment because instead of like worried about being impatient about it, you're actually going to be analyzing what, what's triggering for you. Yeah. That's such an interesting way to come at kind of just issues and problems. You have to take your own responsibility for your impatience. Honestly, more than 60% of your impatience is your responsibility and like your problem. Oh yeah. I'd say more. I would say like more. It's like an 80, 20. Yeah. It's really a you problem. You're usually in the wrong there. (laughs) You're not going to win that fight. No. Yeah. That's really, that's a good tip. It's a hot tip. Being positive in situations also and giving people the benefit of the doubt innocent until proven guilty type mentality will just be better so that you don't jump to conclusions and get impatient with the people who you just you just immediately didn't give them a chance to prove themselves to you and that includes yourself Being optimistic, giving people the benefit of the doubt, giving yourself the benefit of the doubt, especially when it comes to putting a lot of pressure on yourself and having a lot of impatience towards yourself, you're doing the best you can. It's probably been like a few days or weeks or months or whatever that you've been working on whatever it is that you are working on. You're not going to see the results that you want if they're big ass dreams in that amount of time. So just like chill the fuck out for two seconds. You're doing great. And if you're not doing great, take a day and then reset and then try again the next day. Absolutely. The third thing that we kind of pulled away was you, and you just alluded to it a little bit, was you have to double down and figure out what's important. Mm -hmm. Is this little problem worth my stress level right now about it? Yeah. Patience is tied to stress. Is there a way that you can just de-stress the situation? I've been reading this book called Essentialism for the last month, and I've only, I'm only a couple chapters in, but take the eight things that you're, like, that eight things that you're working on right now. Personal, professional life doesn't really matter. Pull all of that stuff into, all of that effort into one of those things, and you have already maxed that output to eight times output you had before. Yeah. If you have... that was just like so mind-blowing to me that I'm like hello that's so basic yeah like obviously if I'm if I'm putting in minimal effort to eight things instead of eight times the effort into one thing Mm -hmm. obviously I'm gonna make way more progress on that one thing than I would on any of those eight things yeah fucking up all right this one is another subtweet at me but ask questions and ask for help yeah Asking questions before you immediately jump to act because you're impatient. Asking for help because someone will show you how to do it in the 
in one way and you can innovate from there, but just getting the bare bones of instructions on how to do something will help with a lot of frustration and impatience later on if you try to do it yourself. And it's okay to do those things as long as you don't ask the same question over and over and over again, because that means that you're not listening. That means that you need to write it down. Yeah. I think that you just played devil's advocate with yourself. Cause that's cool. <laughs> you essentially, you basically just said when somebody gives you a half-baked idea, you have to ask more questions. Think of the breakthrough that just happened right now. <laughs> Amazing. We have fun here. That was Those are our tips guys. That's that it. That is freaking it. So let us know if you've ever been called out for being a dick. <laughs> Or, or if you're just an impatient person. Or if you're an impatient person. Um, or if you want to share any of your stories of how you got over your impatience, whether it's like meditation or going for a run or like removing yourself from a situation or whatever. Obviously, we're not the experts. We're just sharing our sh- stories. So. Yeah. Okay. Cheese corner. Let's talk about cheese. What's in your fridge right now, Sarah? I got like a pound and a half of pepper jack. <laughs> I love pepper jack. Pepper jack is such a good cheese. I had it today. I'm going to, as per usual, I'm going to walk you through what I had it on. Okay. <laughs> um, today for breakfast, I had an everything bagel with an over easy egg and pepper jack cheese and sausage. And it was dope. So if you're not a savory breakfast person, I don't think we can hang out anymore. No, you're just, yeah, no, that's wrong. Um, I like to have the the savory entree with like mm. the sweet side. A okay. cinnamon roll on the side, a little one. I'm not going to stop you from having a cinnamon roll. I don't hate fun. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to stop me from having a cinnamon roll, I'll probably stop talking to you. Yeah. So. I would never tell you to live your life like that. <laughs> We're friends. That, oh, what's in your, what are you eating? You always have fancy cheese. Yeah, well, it's not super fancy this time. Um, I got some blue cheese Ooh. and I've been making this salad that is half shaved Brussels sprouts, like raw. I'm already Half in. arugula, like baby, like baby arugula. Yeah. Blue cheese and it... The recipe called for goat cheese, but honestly, I like blue cheese in this specific salad better. Okay. Blue cheese, walnuts, cran- dried cranberries, and then like there's a honey mustard vinaigrette that I've been making that is just so good. It sounds very autumnal and I'm into it. All right. Yay. We did it. We did it. High five. We actually high fived. Yeah, we did. So. Yeah. That was cool for us. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media. <laughs> Where can they find you? The podcast has its own Twitter, and it's honestly funnier than both of us. <laughs> yes. It, and it's, yeah, it, but, but spoiler alert, it's both of us. It's like if our brain was actually one. <laughs> I love it. Um, that is self-control underscore C-H-Z. Again, you can just look up self-control and cheese. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'll put all of it in the handle. And if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure it still shows up in the show notes. So it doesn't. And matter. if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, please leave us a review. We That'd love be you. So nice. Please love us back. Ah, okay. This has been self control and cheese. Yeah. Uh, love you. Bye. Signing off. <laughs> Water your plants.
<laughs> yeah, that's Bridget's sign off now. Uh, yeah. Mine is just love you, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, okay, bye.